0: Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network.
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I am one of your regular hosts. And as always, I am joined by my other regular hosts, Ryan.
1: Hello.
2: And Derek. Hello, hello. How are you boys?
3: We're good. Clear, crystal clear Crystal audio. clear. Yeah, I'm real Okay, so I'm just going to go off on this for just a second, but... Go uh, off. Yeah. So we have a whole new mic setup that I'm super proud of and excited about. We actually have our own microphones. Like, I have one... Ray has one and Ryan has one, and we're not talking at one USB mic in the middle of the table.
2: It's legit.
3: It took us over 160 episodes to do it, but we did it. <laughs> Finally. Finally.
2: I like not sharing my toys with you guys. Fair no, enough. it doesn't matter. I don't really care. <laughs> So what are we doing? Oh, yeah. So, hey, (laughs) tonight is our Shazam review. It's been a couple weeks. I'm a little rusty, but that's what we're talking about. So if you have not seen Shazam, stick around with us for the new segment and then press pause. Go run to your local theater and see Shazam and then, you know, come join us again. Yeah. That's that's Um, how this works.
3: For those who might be wondering, hey... What happened to our Planet Comic Con panel episode? Uh, We were not able to get a good enough audio quality recording of it uh, because of the audience participation aspect of it. But, uh, you know, maybe next time you just have to join us for an MCU ranking in the future.
2: Absolutely. So we usually host one after each new movie comes out. So, we'll we might add another one in uh, after Spider-Man. So that way we're adding two more.
3: Yeah. Uh, One big announcement, though, before we go into the news segment, Uh, we here at the Heroes Podcast Network have premiered a brand new show this week that I am super excited about. The Kaiju Curry House is a brand new podcast series out of some hosts who are on the network from the United Kingdom. The show is, of course, about kaiju. If you don't know what that is, it's things like Godzilla, King Kong, Pacific Rim, and uh, they're going to be doing all that kind of stuff. So the first three episodes are live right now. You should check it out. They're good guys, and it's a fun topic. Kind of overlaps a little bit with what we do here on Screen Heroes.
2: Yeah, but they also explore kaiju and other aspects, other mediums, books, and television Is there kaiju music? Because I would listen to that. There's got to be. There's got to be kaiju music. Is it Gojira? (laughs) There's a band called Gojira. (laughs) Like, no joke.
3: (laughs) So just wanted to plug that real quick. Go to HeroesPodcast.com. They're on Spotify now, Google Play, soon
2: to be Apple Podcasts. Yeah, check out the new show. Kaiju Curry House. And they'll be reviewing Godzilla King of the Monsters. And we will not. We're
3: not? okay. We are not. That's sad.
2: We're going to go see it. (laughs) But one out of three of us.
4: (laughs) The one that has to ruin everything. No,
2: we have all seen movies that we don't really want to see for the other people. So we just, you know, veto as we go. and We make compromises. That's how this podcast works.
3: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Okay, so. News. News. A lot of Endgame stuff, obviously, coming out. Most of it's speculation. Russo Brothers have said that... uh, no one that they have personally spoken to or seen on the internet has guessed the ending. And I can only imagine that they're talking about something either really big or very specific things. Because I don't know what's gonna happen to every character, but I have a good idea what's gonna happen to some. Yeah. So I maybe the entire finale. We've speculated that another big bad is going to be at least hinted at, if not even introduced. So, you know, a lot of that. Uh, The Russo brothers are also developing the MGM Studios again. So that's neat. I have no idea. Yeah. They're part of (laughs) reviving it. Really? I have no idea what that means and what their part is, but... Yeah,
3: allegedly, I'm distantly related to one of the M's.
2: Metro or Meyer.
3: Mayor Metro Goldwyn Mayer is MGM, Mm. so yeah, like really distant, like you know, like not actually related. I mean, only in your mind. I, w- I didn't make this up. I was told this by Yeah, I was told that by I my was. elders. You don't question your elders, right?
4: My elders told me that I'm related to a MMA fighter that retired in the past few years as the same last name, but I'm pretty sure that's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Well, we'll never know, I guess, but
3: anyway, that's cool though.
4: Yeah. GM's back. Okay. Did you guys watch the press conference or whatever that they did for Endgame? Yes. There was like a 30-minute press conference no. that they did where they, John Favreau <laughs> hosted and asked all the cast a bunch of questions. It's funny, if you looked at last year, the press conference for Infinity Gauntlet, and then this year for the Endgame one, it was literally like half the people there. Ah. I told you about that. <laughs> because anybody that was dead or dusted in the last one was not at this panel.
2: And they still kept their seats empty, but they would put a picture yep. in the empty seat. How so Ar- that was pretty funny.
3: How Armageddon of them. <laughs> right?
2: Oh, my God. Such a great idea. Now the I'm trying to avoid the interviews because I've learned that they are just fodder. Like See, I can't help myself. They're literally saying nothing. I know,
4: but I, <laughs> I, everybody in the MCU seems to be so nice and love each other so much. I just really enjoy watching them together. So I watched That's the, uh, the uh, uh, talk show from last night. Who was it? Jimmy uh, Kimmel. Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, I watched that too. There's four of them on that. So yeah, I can't help myself. I watched, like, every Shazam uh, interview. I, could, I just, I don't know what it is. I just really like to hear the behind-the-scenes stuff. So It's fun. I love the behind-the-scenes
3: stuff. My The thing is, like, it's, it's weird because with Shazam, I don't want to watch the interviews or anything before I see the movie because I don't want any accidental spoilers. And then with the Avengers stuff, I don't really want to watch them because I don't know. Like, they're probably just saying fake stuff anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, like, totally different reasons why, but...
2: The only thing of substance that has come out of those interviews is Robert Downey Jr. has reported that they get to see the movie for the first time on Easter. So it's about five days prior to when we actually get to see it. Does that
3: include Tom Holland? Because
2: I don't think Tom Holland's ever allowed to see the movie.
3: (laughs) He gets to see it on (laughs) Blu-ray.
2: And uh, there is no intermission. So deal with it.
4: Not really surprising. Yeah. Don't get yeah. Derek started though.
3: It's not a big deal. It's really not. I, I made a post about this on my personal Facebook. It's just it's not a big deal. There have been a large group of very common, popular, successful movies that are longer than Endgame, and a several really amazing ones that are the same length. So it's not
4: significant in my opinion. It's
3: long. Be prepared for that. You know, having knowing what time you're going to get out of the theater is nice. But other than that.
4: I already planned a pee cup that I'm bringing with me. I'm just gonna have to pee into it halfway through the movie. Like you're doing that on purpose, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a it's like when Dwight Schrute was in the ele- elevator and he had to establish a pee corner five seconds after the elevator got stuck. <laughs>
1: He didn't, even wait, yeah, like he didn't even wait like a logical amount of it time. It would have taken just
4: as much time to literally get to the floor they were going to, but right. instead he just decides to pee in the corner. That's what I'm going to be doing, except in a cup. <laughs>
3: I mean, hey, whatever
4: helps enhance your movie experience. Oh, it will. It'll enhance everybody
2: I'm just everybody really glad we're not me. seeing it with him. No, everybody around me is going to get the special
0: smell
4: of vision. I'm going to eat asparagus first.
3: I, personally, I'm glad there's no intermission because I don't trust my fellow moviegoers enough to get back to their seats shut up and put their phones away before the movie starts back up again.
4: Also, movie theaters don't want a movie to have a 20 minute intermission because that adds nope. 20 minutes to run time and takes two or three shows in the whole day away from them.
3: Yeah, they're already probably not super exactly. thrilled the movies this long. So yeah, I'm with you. So what else we got news wise?
2: Oh boy. Um, so Swamp Thing is coming out on uh, at the end of May. Yeah, it's and, and May 31st, Yeah, DC Universe. One week after Doom Patrol is done. Produced by
4: James Wan yep. from Aquaman and many other horror films. Yep. Definitely more horror themed. I'm very excited.
2: And like you said, other than that, that's pretty much all we have, which is not particularly, I don't know, exciting. Yeah, Titans, it's kind of worrisome. I mean, it's,
4: it's a little more than a month out. Titans, we had a trailer... And set photos and things like that way before. And then Doom Patrol, we had some set photos, but then also they were in Titans Mm -hmm. for like one and a half episodes. So... You Do know, we got to see that, but there's so far been no Swamp Thing in Doom Patrol or any kind of trailer or anything released. Do we know if they're using practical
3: effects? The
4: reports from the set say that they're using a practical suit, which also uh. makes me nervous. Why there wasn't hasn't
3: been anything released for it? That was gonna be my my question. Like, yeah. Maybe the CGI is not done yet, but if it's practical, we should have a pretty I'm good. Sure, idea there's of gonna what it looks be CGI.
4: Like. I mean, there's nothing that is practical anymore. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's there's gonna be some practical or some CG. Stuff, it is
3: a but. little concerning though. I mean we even have we know what Stargirl looks like we have a picture That's of true. her in costume she looks f- freaking fantastic yeah um, but like that at least we have that and that show comes later
4: yeah you know we have like, a, a Star Girl costume isn't quite as complicated probably as a Swamp Thing costume but. I
3: agree but we're all, like you said we're less than two yeah. months out I would like Some casting information, like six weeks, or like there's other characters you could at least show like promo photos of, right? You know, Abby
4: Arcane. Have we even seen a photo
3: of Abby Arcane? Not that I'm
2: aware of. Matt Ryan has said that he wants to play Constantine in it. Surprised, and (laughs) I absolutely love that he like recognizes the uh, appropriate roles, like when he he can fit in.
4: That Constantine was born in Swamp Thing, yeah. In Swamp Thing comic books, so that would be a great place to bring him in. And I, I would love, I love Matt Ryan as Constantine, oh, sure, yeah. so I would love that. But it's just all those news articles always make me laugh because it's like, of course, actor wants work. But the only Here's thing that this
2: one tells us is that he is not in it, and there's right. not a Constantine right now. Like that's what this proves. Well, Everything else Doom is Patrol. just, you know, well, isn't whatever. he still?
3: Isn't he still in Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if
4: you've watched Doom Patrol, there is a character in there that's. You're going to be like, if you haven't seen him yet, you're going to be like, why didn't they just use Constantine? And there's a story behind why they didn't, but he's not being used in the DC uh, universe stuff.
3: They kind of announced that they didn't want the other TV shows to cross over with the DCU while the shows were still running, right? So the Arrowverse is more or less off limits and vice versa from each other. But he could smoke and he could curse. And that's what I need. (laughs) I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, Like, if they announce that tomorrow, I'll be very happy about it. I'm just not surprised. So,
4: yeah, you know, I'm not all. either. But it, if they do add Constantine in and it's not him, it's going to it's going to be tough because, you Spare. know, well, then they could bring back Keanu Reeves. Yes. I mean, I actually like that movie. So
2: it's not the greatest movie in the world, but it was, it was I thought he was fine. Yeah. Like
3: Keanu Reeves is always good, even in the bad movies that he's s- seldomly in like speed. All right,
2: I'm going to make you watch The Lake House. I'm I've not going to watch house. it. I've I'm going to make you house. watch it.
3: That's one of his favorite movies. It's not, but I still like Keanu Reeves.
2: <laughs> um, Disney Plus is releasing more and more news about their stuff. They released uh news about Loki. The show is apparently after the Endgame. So Loki's alive, guys. Spoiler Loki's alert. Loki's alive. Spoiler alert. We have no idea how this happens. <laughs> I but mean,
4: you guys arguing with me that the uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch show is going to be going to be a prequel because or some kind no. of between the show. I said that it and could an in in-betweenquel. In cool. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are a lot or that Vision is going to be alive at the end of this. We had a little bit they're of. They're just gonna
2: bring back everything, I know. so that way nothing's off limits. I, I will
4: say they're gonna be the only ones that die,
3: regardless of what happens in Endgame. I do think it would be a missed opportunity to never show us what happens with those characters between those movies, because I think there'd be an interesting story, and maybe they, there could be flashbacks or something if this show ends up being a sequel for for Vision and Scarlet Witch. But they could do Arrow style, right? They spent five years on a hellish show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually they switch to flash
4: forwards in the future where they show their kids doing stuff. I mean. that's-
2: oh, a- okay. Oh, like, god. after yeah. we find
4: out they were
3: never actually on the island at all it turns out well they were for like a year <laughs> the island they're... was <laughs>
2: in their heart yeah. Aww. Aww.
3: All, the, all the time that's where it was <laughs> Star City was the island all along oh, god. <laughs> oh my god um, no, boy but, do we know
2: how to write a bad movie this is off the
3: rails guys but on Disney Plus this is this is what I wanted to talk about with you guys so Monsters Inc is getting a sequel in the form of a TV show called
2: with, Monsters at Work and I love that title
3: with the real the original Excuse me. Billy Crystal
2: and John Goodman are going to do. It's not really that
4: surprising because they're both not really in anything right now. Like, Like, what are they doing? John Goodman well, does
2: constant work all the time. Billy Crystal, on the other hand, I can't really name like, anything, Crystal, but, but John really, Goodman is you know. on the big screen right now in Captive State. So it, he was
3: doing the return of the Connors. and he's
2: in the Connors and yes, that was renewed already. Like it's not right.
3: Yeah, like, you're you know, right. They you go into. In yeah, I guess the reason I'm surprised is that it took us a little while to get a, a second movie in the universe anyway. It ended up being a prequel and I thought that was an odd decision at the time. It was time. a
1: bad
2: decision.
3: It's not very good. And and so so to see them continuing forward is just something I'm very excited about. I've wanted to see this for a long time. Now, it did sound like maybe the old characters would be kind of side characters and that they're going to focus on new people. And, you know, so maybe they won't, you know, Bill, uh, Billy Crystal and John Goodman may not be in every episode.
2: And that's fine, too. You know, but I I loved the world of the monsters so much that I think I'd be OK with them being side characters in this if they're npcs i'm i'm fine
3: if the new characters are solid enough yeah Yeah. you know i'm curious if pixar is actually behind it or not because pixar's never done a tv show before so
2: that would be incredible
3: you know i'm I'm just curious i mean i know it's all kind of the same company now and a lot of stuff starts to cross over and maybe it's semantics but um you know it would be a new thing for pixar to do something serialized yeah so
2: so David Harbour was confirmed for the Black Widow movie, and yeah. everybody suspects that he's going to be Taskmaster, which I think is a great casting. If he actually is, uh, I'm really excited to see that costume because that dude it's a looks. Character. Yeah,
4: I, I'm not that familiar with Taskmaster. I know most of the way he looks in different. He's things incredibly because ask similar
2: for those to DC Sportsmaster. So if you've right. seen Young Justice with him, then it's almost the exact same character, just. Two completely different looks. Yeah,
4: yeah, and that's where mostly I know him from. People commission masks or whatever and ask about it. So, but I, I've I haven't played uh, the Spider Man. I guess he was in, was that him that was in the Spider Man game.
3: I haven't gotten okay very I don't know. far. In I thought that, I heard so he was
4: in that, but he very well may be. Yeah, I'm just not that familiar with the character. But yeah. it sounds like a good casting. I mean, I like David Harbor. We're gonna go sure. see Hellboy this weekend, so maybe yeah. he'll be good in that. We don't know yet. There hasn't really <laughs> been anything said about it, which is weird, but.
2: And then yeah. Rachel Weiss is uh, being rumored. No official confirmation. I'm going to assume that whatever role they're trying to cast with another female, it's been the same one. So the Emma Watson rumor, the one uh, with the girl from uh, Fighting With My Family, and then now Rachel Weiss. Three completely different age ranges and looks, but still, you know, they're, they're not being too upfront about this movie and it's supposed to start filming in June and that was
4: after a delay already I and mean, we know why they're being coy about everything
2: I think it's because they're still writing the script I think uh, I they're think it's having because
4: it's a prequel and she's dead and they don't want to give that away
2: that's fair too
3: I don't think that gives anything away because there's so much of her background we don't know you could do a prequel
4: without. Yeah, but as soon as you say this is going to be a prequel, then everybody's like, oh, she's going to be dead in Endgame. There's going to be a hundred news articles about it. Yeah, but Nerdist people are news saying things, things like that now. About it
3: that hasn't stopped anybody. It's true, but know. it's
4: just it, it gives more uh, weight to that.
3: I mean, Marvel has come out, the, the Russo brothers have come out and said, like, most of that trailer is not actually in the movie, but that hasn't stopped anybody from making a million speculations on every frame yeah. from that trailer. Yeah, you know, the
2: frames that aren't actually There's also in the movie. reports that, you know, the Russos <laughs> are like, everything you've seen is in the first 30 minutes right. so and that that was and i don't even know how that could be like that makes zero sense
3: well because most of me. it's not in the movies if you take out like 60 70 percent of it's not even in the movie at all that last 30 percent yeah it's in the first 20 minutes how <laughs> you, you <laughs> dare <that>, you. <laughs> you
2: know
4: that scene that we were talking about between cap and yeah uh, and bobbly Iron head Man, when they're like you trust me I yeah, that's supposedly do. supposedly that's uh, that's a he's wearing the suit from the original Avengers and that they CG'd over it yeah so, so that he could uh, to not give it away that
3: right still in travel so there's there's two things with that one I read that article and I went back and rewatched the trailer and yes it looks weird it does it definitely does with that said the Russo brothers also said that scene's not in the movie anyway now they, they could did. they could mean in that version right, exactly
4: or they could mean that it's just another fake I would be scene. disappointed if that wasn't in the movie but. Or something similar to that. Like It doesn't have to be that exact scene, but I really want that
2: reconciliation. Gave, that last trailer. Theory, I
4: don't know if we should talk about it, though. It might
3: be too spoilery.
2: Okay, so we'll talk about it personally, and then Folks, we'll come back to it after Endgame. Yeah. You know? We'll, we'll make a we little, don't want to we'll ruin a things. a list of all our
4: theories ahead of time, Ooh. and then Rachel can put it in an envelope, uh, seal it on the next episode, and then uh, we'll open it and see whichever theories I, are correct. I
2: forget how plugged in we are. When we did our panel at Planet, and I was revealing news to people, everybody was super shocked. Like, none of these people read news articles about these films the way I do. So... Uh, or the like, way any of us do. Yeah, we're
4: always talking about that stuff. So.
3: Well, it's tough. My uh, one of my older brothers his his son's like super into these movies, and so they call me all the time to ask the questions because my brother has no no clue what's going on. He's seen like maybe half the movies,
2: and like, it's so great because when Derek doesn't know anything, he's like Rachel. What?
3: what? Well, I put you on the phone, and you, I know. don't you know, like it's talk great. for you. I do have I a friend
4: that texts me every um, time, and he goes, "Who was that at the end of the Venom <laughs> movie?" <laughs> you know, like well. So, but there's little
3: stuff though, like. Um, I mean, spoilers for Captain Marvel. I apologize. But in the post credit scene um, where Goose like throws up the Tesseract, right? Now, I don't know about you guys. I assume that was still roughly 1995 that that happened, give or take, right? But they both, my brother and my nephew, both thought that that was present day. And so they thought that there was a second Tesseract and one was fake,
2: Oh, no. And created
3: this whole like subplot theory based on not knowing when that scene took place. And it never occurred to me that that scene may have been confusing to people and it was just supposed to be kind of a funny thing. Right. So maybe we are. We're just, we're so plugged into this that our perspective isn't average at all. Right. <sighs>
2: That's crazy.
3: So, <laughs> big tangent. Right. A bit, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So
2: quick box office Shazam obviously took it this was a mild
0: every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at U.S. Border Patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe if you are ready for a new mission join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond
2: weekends uh not nothing too crazy Shazam we'll talk about this release
4: yeah. date too I'm sure Shazam made
2: 53 million uh Pet Cemetery did fairly well for a horror movie 24 million and Demo made 18 in its um second week so you know not a bad weekend it seems that, that there's not a huge discrepancy between them it it makes sense which one's took it so yeah uh we're going to take a short break and uh, go see Hellboy this weekend so you can join us next weekend – or next week. I don't know when we do this, guys. I'm sorry. I'm drunk. Sometime in the next week. <laughs> we I'm not. I'm actually really Hellboy. tired and sick. Yes. So. She's <laughs> completely sober. Um, before
3: we cut to the break, though, because we're going to go into spoilers when we come back. If you're interested in Star Wars news, specifically Episode Nine and The Mandalorian, things like that, we have feet on the ground at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. And so Echo Station, our sister Star Wars podcast here on the network – We'll be doing some coverage of that so uh, go check them out subscribe to echo station podcast um, for that type of news
2: word break time
0: the heroes podcast network is expanding with a brand new show kaiju curry house three guys from the uk will be bringing you a fortnightly show premiering on the 9th of april 2019 our show will be discussing everything relating to kaiju our childhood memories of discovering kaiju our hopes of upcoming kaiju movies where to get merchandise lesser-known kaiju movies games that star giant monsters comics books tv shows art did i miss anything so we invite you to listen to our ramblings embrace your love of kaiju and be part of the show drop us a line on twitter at uk kaiju and support us at patreon.com forward slash heroes podcasts
2: hey guys we're back and we are ready to talk about shazam uh the only the third movie in the DCEU. We're not quite sure where it's going from here, but we're very excited.
4: What? <laughs> it's the only th- it's the only three we're recognizing.
3: Oh, at this point. I
2: thought you meant chronologically. <laughs> I
3: was like. I mean, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> Ryan was with me. Derek yeah. was not. Derek and I have very different brain patterns and thought trains. So, like, we get confused all the time by each other.
4: <laughs> so, before we dig too deep into the actual talking about the movie, I do want to talk about the release date like we were talking about before. Sure. So, this movie's budget, for in terms of superhero movies, it's like a mid to low budget mm-hmm. movies. Yes. Um, compared to Aquaman, I think Very it was 40 to 150 million. Somewhere.
3: So 160.
4: 160 million. And Shazam's Wonder was w-
3: 90, right? 90 yeah. to 100. Uh, I saw some reports of 100. Um, and Wonder Woman was 165, I believe. Right. Um, if I remember right.
4: So so it was much lower budget than those yes. movies. Uh, but it's also releasing three weeks after Captain Marvel, four weeks?
3: Three weeks after Captain Marvel, and then three weeks before Endgame. <laughs> but
4: then also Hellboy comes out next Next week. Or this week, I guess. When yeah, but uh, the so, following week. So basically, it's sandwiched by a bunch of two really large superhero movies, and one I think is still a similar budget superhero movie. Um, so it's not the best release date. So when you're comparing it to like Aquaman. And it making a billion dollars, It's you, you really can't expect that from
3: Shazam. Aquaman
2: was a slow burn with that billion dollars. It didn't make that until, you know, um, February. So,
3: But it did have the push for the holiday season, which and people tend to see more movies around. Mm-hmm. And you had Jason Momoa, who, like, don't get me wrong, I love Zachary Levi so much. Um, but well, Jason Momoa pulls... He he has a, a, a more of an A list cred right now.
2: Jason's Aquaman was also more established That's than Zachary's Shazam, and it's possible that we could see something very similar uh, with the first and second Spider Man. Spider Man One and Two. We could see the sequel get way more traction than the original, and you know it. The movie has great reviews by ninety percent of people. So
4: I just don't. I don't know that it's going to be a attraction issue so much as it is just the fact that there's so much big coming out yeah. around it and I mean it's it's going to it's kind of a kids targeted movie mm-hmm. so but Avengers movies are obviously also targeted towards younger people and so is Captain Marvel Hellboy is R rated so it's not but um you know Well look it beat expectations it like did. the actual forecast I'm not trying to make that, excuses I'm just yeah. trying to explain why it, if people aren't sure why why it wouldn't make as much as Aquaman or Wonder it,
3: Woman It's a more kid directed film as well which puts it in a different category from the normal you know superhero films that we have nowadays it's a very different thing it's a it's a character most people probably have never even heard of before and don't know it can seem kind of silly it's it's a different it's a harder pitch you know um aquaman at least like you might make fun of him because of super friends but you know who he is for sure you know um and shazam is probably the first leading superhero named movie that people are not familiar with Maybe since Guardians of the Galaxy,
2: yeah, probably. I, you know? I think that's probably accurate.
3: So, you know, and that—that that was, you know, the cliched lightning in a bottle. So, you know, I think we just have to look at each movie as its own. So, I didn't mean to
4: interrupt the numbers and everything, but no, it, you're it, good. It beat expectations worldwide. Yeah. It's made more than its budget back oh, already. Yeah. It's like 158 yeah. million or something like that.
3: They've already greenlit the sequel. Yeah, well,
4: they greenlit a, se- so, a script at least a script for the sequel. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a good sign. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's we'll get into that too. But they kind of have to do a sequel and start filming it pretty quickly because they have a bunch of kids on the set that are teenagers, and they'll all. Not the, look like teenagers anymore. If it's even, the Harry Potter problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to
2: film back to back or 25 billion, you recast Billy,
4: Billy Batson turning into a 30 year old Shazam. And, well, they'll have to age him down. That's all. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: so uh, this is jumping right into it. But Let's that was my issue with Mary Marvel when uh, she went ahead Holy and. Moly, you went
4: right straight
3: to some
2: it, big spoilers. Right. Yeah. When she aged up in her superhero, I was like, why did they even get a different actress? Like, she was. 18 already in college. Like, what?
3: Oh, well. When I first started, like, why does she look different? And then I realized it was a
4: different person.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that seemed odd.
4: <laughs> yeah. And the actual actress is like 25 years old or something. Yeah. So that was weird, too. It, it seemed like an odd choice. Unless,
3: I mean, maybe the whole point isn't so much that you're growing up, but you're, since you're embodying the yeah, you the ideal the version of yourself,
4: I think, is what it's supposed to be. Something along those lines.
3: I'm good yeah, with that. So. I think we've all, like, historically, I just assumed that, like, when Billy grows up, that's what he'll basically look like if he's in good shape. But I, I guess that's not fair. Yeah. 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 So... The cemented that i guess so right. all right so that was a spoiler but
4: hey a huge spoiler yeah, we did right, warn but... before the break
3: so yeah we already you know. did
2: the spoiler thing it was just completely out of order we would have talked about that at the end yeah but since it's the
4: very end of the movie
3: <laughs> um so yeah so i guess we should probably kick some things off
2: so it opens with a really cool scene with thaddeus savannah in the backseat yeah, of the car his
4: backstory right away that
2: was Awesome. That okay, so there's opening scene was great. about great. I don't give a shit. The
4: the people people are saying this is a kids movie. Why are we showing like a horrific car accident in a kids movie right in the very beginning? To them, I say, have you seen the first X Men movie? Literally showing the Holocaust in the first ten yeah. minutes of the movie.
3: Well, P- and let's not forget this movie might be directed towards kids. It's still PG thirteen. Yeah, it's still rated like every other superhero but if you look movie. At the,
4: but if you look at the previews, sure. I mean, it doesn't. It looks like a PG movie
3: i mean sure i'm not disagreeing with that but at the end of the day you know you're going to the theater it's a pg-13 film yeah as a parent you have to take some responsibility for knowing that you know what i mean and it's not even close to the most horrific thing that happens in the movie i mean dark stuff happens yeah. in superhero films all the time i mean the dark knight is pg-13 too right <laughs> you know
4: but yes i agree that that scene was great it, yeah they kept it very grounded like when you saw the dad like out on the ground and stuff that was you know that felt pretty real Lionel Luth- luther yeah from yeah that was interesting <laughs> that turned uh, me off but um yeah i liked i actually liked that scene i thought it was cool to establish him right away and give him some backstory since nobody knows even a lot of dc fans don't really know who savannah is so I was worried that they were just going to have him be already the supervillain
3: when we first meet him and I, I was, was really glad that they didn't do that because this introduced us to what what the mysticism even is like how the magic mm-hmm. works what yeah, and the battle is
4: he wasn't even the real villain like it was well, yeah. but, but you know that gave you you kind of, I gave you an outlet for something that was a way more extreme villain for Captain Marvel from the comic books um you know, and that's hard to just translate straight to a movie. So using that's not how it is in the comics. is Savannah is not like an outlet for the uh, for the wrath or the sins or whatever you're calling them, but.
3: Yeah. Um, but I, I liked how they explained everything. I liked the statues. I thought that was cool. And, you know, being tempted and, and all of that is, I mean, it's kind of an older movie trope, right? Being tempted by the dark side, you know. But I, I liked it. I thought it worked really well. And the eye looked really
2: cool. Well, it doesn't um, just cement him, it cements what the wizard is, what he stands yeah, for, and, and where all of his power comes from, yeah. what he's fighting for. Um, it, the huge backstory he gives to Billy Batson a little bit later on, uh, alludes to Black Adam, right? Yeah, like yeah, they kind
4: of show an yeah. outline of Black Adam. You don't really get anything, but that's definitely who they're talking about. Well, and they they
3: reference him in the beginning, you know, talking about how there was another champion. Yeah, that's what he's talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, you're talking about the the sand anime, yeah, and, and stuff that was like with that? Billy oh, okay.
2: Batson a little bit later on yeah, in the film. Sorry,
3: yeah. okay, I thought you were talking something else. Yeah.
2: No, you're you're absolutely right. They referenced him twice, mm-hmm. which is fantastic.
3: So, I mean, that's supposedly still happening. I mean, the Rock is still signed on to do it.
2: He hasn't stopped talking about it.
4: So, I, mean, I don't know.
2: Oh, we forgot to mention that uh, Ezra Miller says that he's done with Flash.
4: We did, but I mean, that's it is. What, and I don't think anybody's going to miss that. Really,
2: I don't. Know. I would jump ship from Fantastic Beasts right now. I mean, that's a huge paycheck to let go, but, ugh, ugh, that is a stinker.
3: Well, we also don't know what is, how his contract works. He may have to pay them back money if he leaves the that's role. That's true. You know, God, I hate that. And, you know, that could be a large sum of money. Um, And, you know, he's still young. You don't want to start, you know, breaking contracts with major film studios, especially the, it's the same studio. It's still Warner Brothers, you know. So what's he going to do? Break a Warner Brothers contract for a Warner Brothers contract? I mean... If the studio doesn't want him to do that, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. You know, at least if it was a Disney film or something, the other studio could
2: fight could still for want. him. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Anyway, back to Shazam. <laughs> so we get the Savannah scene and that's really, really good. Then we get some backstory into Billy. We actually see his mom and uh, how he gets lost and separated from her.
4: Lost.
3: Yeah, that was sad later when you find out what really happens so uh,
2: why don't we just talk about that because that is a a pretty big part of the movie it's yeah it's a good connection to it too instead of us circling back um that i thought was the darkest point like not the car wreck you know i'm kind of used to bad stuff happening to villains because americans like to have a pinpoint where somebody goes bad and you know. I, I like it even better when bad stuff happens to heroes and they're still able to be heroes. Well, and that
3: was the thing. So, like, in the moment I'm watching that scene, I'm like, man, that's just that's just super shitty for his mom to even say she could have come up with some kind of lie or something to, like, not hurt this kid who's only like 14. Right. Um, but it cements the idea that he has to find who his real family is to make the to really
4: make the whole story work. Yeah, right? Because the whole movie to that point, he's been stuck. on his mom is his family and he needs to find her and so that was their way of making him come back around to realize where his real family was which i thought worked really well yes yeah it was extremely dark in terms Mm -hmm. of like very emotional um i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that was very triggering for him and you know they really made it even more emotional obviously i didn't i don't connect with it on that level but um, it was still, I thought it was well executed. Uh, the actor for Billy did a great job in that scene. It was probably a tough scene. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was good.
3: I mean, they, they were going to, I guess, you know, looking back on it in the moment, you know, I, I tend to really get really immersed, but like they were going to have to come up with some reason for him to stop looking for his mom. Yeah. And I guess it probably had to be something bad.
2: Well, the fact that she ended up being a piece of shit is probably more realistic than all of a sudden them being dead or like she couldn't find him that day or like
4: yeah and i mean if you're really you know trying to think you said you're really immersed but like when you're thinking outside the movie it's incredibly obvious that she left him because why wouldn't the mom go right back where this kid was sitting on the car
1: i thought car for hours
4: i thought
3: she was dead I thought something happened and he was going to find out that she died mm. and that's how that was going to end. Because, oh, I mean, sure. that's a kind of a superhero sure. trope, yeah. you know, and oh, man. it's a Disney, D- Disney princess trope, right? Dead parents like that's a cinematic thing. I and went so- straight
2: to the ABC family like dramatic hour where the parent is just a horrible person and abandoned the kid. That's yes. so.
3: so I could not imagine doing that to somebody, you know. Even if it was like I don't know, I just can't oh, imagine. Man, doing I that, could abandon
2: so. lots of things. Probably not children, though. <laughs> nice clarification.
3: Uh, but yeah, so I, I assumed like she's like frantically looking for him, and she like gets hit by
4: a car she doesn't see, or that trips would be on very something. Tropey, superhero or, tropey, so I can see why yeah. you think that. Yeah, I'm
3: glad that's not where they went because it would have been really. It was predictable. more of
4: an emotional impact having yeah. her actually just be like, "I don't want you. I didn't want you."
3: It's. It feels. It felt more real. It felt more deep it's a it's a more in-depth story arc you know because she's has this life and she's continuing on and she may not be unhappy and that was partly her choice too and you know um, it doesn't give Billy the easy out of well my parents are dead so I guess I better move on that's the easy out right right I mean as horrible as that sounds but there's no reconciling like you can't get back together with them in right. this case he has to really accept that she just doesn't want him and that's that, and
2: if if your parents are dead, and you didn't really know them. You can fantasize about them being good people that yeah. they did want you. You don't have to reconcile the fact that no, neither one of them wanted to be your parent. So that was tough to watch, yeah. but it was really good because on the flip side, you see a growth in him, how much he cares for his right. current because up, group up home. To that
4: point, which this is a kind of a big problem I had with the movie, was that. Billy was just an asshole through like 70 to 80% of the movie. He was just, there was really nothing likable about him. There was, when he was Captain, when he was Shazam, he was likable, obviously. Zachary (laughs) Levi is great. But there was such a personality shift too. That was also kind of a problem for me, Mm. was that he did not act the same when he was a normal kid versus when he actually turned into Shazam. Mm. It was like they were totally different characters. Which was fine. Like, they look different, so it was easy to make that disassociation. But thinking about it, he was in the still... end,
2: Yeah, in the end, Shazam was still irresponsible. Sure. Like, you know, Cocky. taking money and causing E-distical. accidents just as much as he... Like, come on. that Those robbers were going to take, you know, what? A hundred bucks out of the drawer? And he ended up causing like three or $400 worth of window damage, if not more. So, right. you know... Should have just let her get robbed. <laughs> we should talk about the gas it's, station. It's too. not even
3: just that. Like It's like the, the bus scene, I think, is a really important one because rather than, say, take any ownership that, like, yeah, he saved the people from dying, but he also caused the wreck, you know, like he still wants to be looked at as the hero. And he's, like, the, the charging people thing was crazy. Like, that that's an immature, egotistical kid, somebody who's not a hero. And yeah. I, I think it's important that he's like that because, if he's the goody two-shoes the entire time and he's always the pinnacle of being a hero, it's just Superman, it's kind of boring. Yeah, It's yeah. right. Like he needs to have some kind of arc and that's what it is. The arc is that he's a bitter, angry kid because he's been abandoned and in the back of his head, he knows he's been abandoned, but he's going to still try and, and find a, a re a, a reason for why it's not like that. And it's not until after it all comes out that he has to come to terms with it. And,
4: be a stronger person. So since you already brought up that
2: scene, yeah, I think let's we should it. talk
4: about that bus scene. I, I loved that scene. I thought it was, um, it was really important to the character, right? You got to see, he caused the accident. Mm-hmm. And then after he saved the, that whole scene was really great. It was so well done. But, uh, you know, his interaction with Freddie afterwards was Freddie was like, you were the, you caused this accident and he doesn't really understand that. Like I, at that age, I don't know if I would have either. I would have been so excited that I just saved this bus. I don't know that I could reconcile that fact either. And so that, that was one of the more believable points for me where it was, uh. Um, definitely, you know, a 14 year old cool. kid that's still trying to figure out the world.
2: I was super surprised Freddie was such a big part of the movie because the previews show him to be, you know, pretty much the sidekick. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we've been misled by previews before. So I wasn't entirely sure how much he was going to be in the movie and he was there like almost the entire time he was fantastic and you know he's kind of a dick too so the two of them finding their moral compasses together was a fun friendship to watch grow
4: sure yeah i agree yeah i mean i i guess
3: i kind of found freddie most of the time to be the moral compass though like he doesn't always make the best decisions but he is still a young kid right right and so it was a
2: super dick thing to put him on the spot and use uh, Shazam or Billy for his own personal gain. Like that's not. You know, but I mean, he's but being that's-
4: picked on by kids
2: at school, uh, is
3: bullied. And so, I Billy's
2: mean- already stood up for him.
3: So, like that's the thing. Like if I had, if I if I had some type of physical disability, or I was too small to stand up for myself, and I'm getting picked on by clearly older kids who are truly the biggest assholes in the movie
4: like 80s 80s bully assholes, (laughs) right yeah
3: um and my buddy is captain of the football team or something like that you know or a superhero or in this case a superhero to be you know like i would hope that he would want to stand up for me and but he did he
2: did as billy and he did a shazam he totally destroyed their truck which was hilarious and wanted like it so he's already proven that he wants to be there for Freddy but Freddy put him on the spot if they would have like talked about it ahead of time I'm probably sure he would have made it work I don't
3: know if the truck thing was him being there for Freddy as much as him paying back the kids who were like jerks either way Freddy needed Freddy was
2: a part of it he was sitting there like with his phone out sure
3: but but Freddy needed somebody to be there for him like literally for him in front of people so people would leave him alone like Mm -hmm. that's a terrible position to be in I get that you know, And so I just, I don't see that as him being, yeah, he put him on the spot, but Billy should have wanted to do that. Eh. So on
4: the bus scene, when he pulls out the mattress, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. and the guy's
2: like,
1: no. No, uh, don't do that. So
5: lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. Play for free
0: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: So good. Because that is a
2: kid thing who's watched too many cartoons. Right. <laughs> like, so he doesn't know that he's a
4: superhero. Yeah. Really, like
2: hasn't come to terms.
4: But when he's holding up the bus, what a great, like iconic And he's scene. waiting
2: for the dog to move and he's yes. like, oh, uh, oh.
4: Just like the visual of him holding up the bus like that is such a, like it reminded it was great. me of like. Action comics, Superman, uh, you know, like, his, his big feats of strength that they showed in the original action comics and stuff. It reminded me very much of that as, like, an iconic moment.
3: Yeah, there's some... The special effects mostly are pretty good in yeah. this movie. Um
2: couple it, spots here and there that weren't like completely polished or bad green screen, but I really liked it. And until
3: I, the end, when you have like everybody. Um, until then, the flying didn't really look good,
4: and that's yeah, a problem a lot of movies spots. have. But there was also the scene that was basically like a jab at Man of Steel. Uh, and Batman v Superman. Did you see like Which so one? when uh Savannah and Shazam are basically fighting in the air and he like they're punching each other? That's like if you oh, watch Batman yeah. v Superman, uh Man of Steel, there's like almost side by side they'd be almost exactly the same. It reminded me of the Man of Steel
3: Zod fight. Exactly. It, it did. Got and it. So it,
4: but they show a kid like with Batman and Superman fighting and this happening behind him. So that to me is like uh David F. Sandberg being like Come on! This is how you. This is how you do it. Like, yeah, trying to come at. Uh, Zach, uh, yeah,
3: I will say when, when they're bit. separated in midair and Savanas is like giving. He's his monologuing. <laughs> he
1: can't hear oh, so I died. Good. That was yeah. so hilarious.
3: <laughs> so so, good. and they keep cutting back to Mark Strong, so you get bits and pieces of it, you know, and it's just. Mark Strong, I've been a fan of him for a very long time. And we all have,
1: I think. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And we were I mean, we were all sad that, like, yeah, the Green Lantern movie's not great. But we're all bummed we didn't get to see him. Because
2: he was great as Sinestro. Right. Look, him and Jeffrey Rush and Michael Clark Duncan was perfect casting for the rest, the surrounding Green Lanterns. They really were.
3: So, like... Getting to see him now, get to play another villain character, and he just, like, he's all in. Yeah. In this movie, and you can tell that he had a great time doing this, and, you know, we, we know that he's still alive, of course, at the end, and there's the post credit scene with Mr. Mind, and so I hope they bring
4: him back at some point, because the man oh, deserves it, you know? Uh, so I do want to talk about the gas station scene. Yeah, yeah let's gas. do it. So, uh John, that used to be on Gamer Heroes, went and saw the movie, like, two weeks early, and he's like, you know that gas station scene from the trailers... Uh, it's in the movie, but it's there's a lot more to it than what's is. in the trailer. Yeah. And because uh, it seemed we knew like there was they going showed, to be. yeah, it seemed like they showed a lot of it in the trailer. So I didn't. I was trying to figure out what else they could show. But man, when Whoa. they show, you got to shoot him in the face. Oh my! God. I was <laughs> laughing so hard seeing like Zachary Levi's face like get smushed by the bullet. Oh, it was so. there's
3: a moment where Freddy's being super irresponsible yeah don't shoot him in the hand shoot him in the face right (laughs) Right? but that was so good now don't forget though there was some controversy when the trailer came out because they go in to get beer and when they walk out they've got like the the food change that they were holding and people were annoyed about that well it's because they cut out a huge chunk of
4: the scene right and they showed I I did like that they spit out the beer because you know (laughs) I can imagine parents going into that movie and seeing like they're really gonna show this 14 year old kid and his Uh brother Drinking. drinking beer in front of a gas station,
1: but
2: come on, that's the first thing like a young guy in puberty would do. Apart that from going to a strip and club, and the strip club, which great. like both of those made so much sense. I don't know how many times fourteen-year-olds were talking about, "Oh my god, they got so drunk last night!" Like, no, you didn't. No, No. your Bartles and James did <laughs> not get Zima. you drunk.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, no, that scene is is perfect. I, I honestly think the there's gas not. Station scene? Yeah, yeah, I don't think there would have been a better way to handle the alcohol thing because you're right. They absolutely would have tried. They would have gotten away with it because why not? And then you can't. You, parents would not have been happy to to let them just sit around drinking beer. So having I actually think thinks the follow
2: up scene on the steps in Philadelphia was pretty great, too. That was the two scene. of them back to back like Derek that chunk when
4: I was watching that scene. Well,
2: so. they even referenced Rocky. First of all, it's a great move to put it in a real life city and just have the high school be called Fawcett instead yeah. of Fawcett City.
3: Having a superhero in Philly that isn't Rocky, um, <laughs> an argument can be made that in I Rocky Four he's about a bit this of. I'm curious to see what you. Think. It meant a lot. Did it was it? it was so
4: cool and have it be a good movie and have it be a
3: good movie, yeah. right? But like to see he's tearing up guys to see my landmarks, you know, like used in action sequences, like William Penn, the statue of William Penn, which there's this whole history about that I could get into sometimes. Like to see the head of it like get knocked off on the ground is like it's hilarious. How often do you see the Statue of Liberty or the Empire? State Building or right. the Golden Gate Bridge or like all these things get messed up and Philly's got some stuff too you know I it, yeah, it was be our quite...
2: first capital like it's very historic and it's got some very iconic things about it
3: yeah. so like you know seeing them like on the stairs of the art museum is super cool where the Rocky statue you know used to be. Um, they moved it down below the stairs now, but whatever. Which doesn't make any sense. but um, Well, they moved it away completely and put it by the sports complex. And there was a petition to bring it back. And the art, it was removed because the art community in Philly thought it wasn't highbrow enough. Oh, God. And those are not the official words, but that's what they all meant. Um, it wasn't highbrow enough for the city. So they moved it. And everybody got really offended by that. And <laughs> So they brought it back. And now it's to the right of the stairs um, it's still there, but not not the same. I still think it's not. It needs to be at the top of the stairs. It's That's not where it belongs. Point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it was just super cool. To see when to they made the Rocky
4: that. reference, I loved that. Uh, it was it was perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I, I think that was a great move doing that. Not yeah. in Fawcett City, but in Philadelphia. It does give it. You know, we read this one review that said that it had no, that it was so self contained in the DC universe that there was nothing that would possibly. Uh, connected outside of that but it's like there's a rocky reference and it takes place in Philadelphia like Gotham yeah. isn't real, you know that right I don't see the same critique for uh, Batman
2: like Gotham and Metropolis and uh, to some degree I now are pretty iconic and they have to be kept into their story they really do but honestly
4: Fawcett City isn't if, that important. No, no.
2: Star City and Central City. Like, they could change sure. those names. Central City I mean, could have been Kansas Central, City. Central
1: City. I, no, I mean, the, the
2: shows now have kind of made it more uh, in the uh, lexicon yeah. of the day-to-day. But they could have. At the very beginning of the series, they could have switched sure. the names and nobody would have I cared. I mean, they
4: did that with Star City, Starling City,
3: Star mm-hmm. City. I think the issue here is that most of the time, superhero films are almost void of pop culture there are no toys there are no collectibles there are no comic books most of the time there's obvious obvious exceptions this movie decided to steer into its fandom and say like if Batman and Superman were real, like would we Which, have it toys? Makes sense with right? this
4: character, right? Freddie in the comic books is the same way; he's obsessed with superheroes, and, and you know that works mm-hmm. really well. And it's an easy way to tie into the rest of the universe. If you don't want to bring Batman and Superman into the movie, right. you know Freddie is wearing a different superhero T-shirt every time you see him: Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, all of those. He's wearing those shirts.
3: So it felt like maybe the argument was that well, if you're going to have pop culture references, you have to have more than just your own. And I think that's kind of bullshit they did, though. Rocky. Yeah, but, I mean, the idea is bullshit, though. Yeah, I agree. Know? It's a movie. They can have whatever references they want to have. Some movies have a million references. Some have zero. Yeah. This one was in the middle, you know? And right. And it seems like an odd thing to harp on.
2: It is. It really is just nitpicking, you know? You can't sit there and say, like, oh, well, you know what? I just didn't really enjoy it. You have to sit there and say, well, it didn't have the amount of references of the same kind that I like, so nah.
3: Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I'm not sure what you want. Like, there are so many shots of Philadelphia, like cityscapes, um, skylines, mm-hmm. you know, swooping shots through the city. Is that like,
2: carnival there all the time, or is that a just uh, passing through thing?
3: I don't remember a carnival. So it could have just been
2: a passing through.
3: That's something my family never really did. We didn't. We were not. My my parents were not carnival ride people, so we never went to carnivals. That
2: tracks. I know his mom.
3: It could be there. I really don't know. It's not something we ever would have done.
2: That's fair. I just know that like, I I've been to a few cities where they have those rinky dink carnivals all year round, and then there are some that just pass through.
3: Uh, usually so. we would go to uh, the Jersey Shore to the piers, like Wildwood or something like that for for all their rides. So
2: now I have I to know. ask you guys: you're you're both fairly um, in the camp of Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Is Shazam <laughs> a Christmas movie? I
4: think in the same sense it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and and honestly, beyond even that. And this is something I, when they were in, doing the interviews for the movie and things like that that I told talked about earlier that I go crazy watching. Um, it really did feel like a '90s movie or like an it Amblin did. produced movie. Yeah, it's and and the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, this feels like the movies I watched when I was a kid, but like with now special effects. Right. Yeah. And I really loved. There's not a lot of movies that have, have made me feel that way. That almost like nostalgia, even though this takes place in present day. Um, I don't know what what specifically, if it was the way it was shot. I think that's what it is. Or what, but I I very much enjoyed that aspect.
3: It felt like a cinematography thing. The way it was lit, the way it was shot was so much more natural. The way the real world looks, right? And which that's how the 90s were because the technology was what it was. We were still filming on film. You know, today's movies are done in such a a fake way. Like, even when you look like look at a modern movie, stuff that doesn't need to be CGI'd is CGI'd now. Yeah, right. Like entire buildings are CGI'd in, so that way we don't have to shoot at a you know build a set yeah. or or shoot at a, on location somewhere. And that's like look if you look at like. In, um, The Hobbit movies are a really good example, right? Like obviously Middle Earth doesn't really exist, but we have forests and mountains. Like you could go to some (laughs) like they did in say the Lord of the Rings movies, right? There's a reason those movies look so different. And I think that's the thing with Shazam is they shot in Philadelphia. Most of that movie is shot in Philly somewhere. And those are real locations shot without weird filters or heavy CGI or anything like that. Those costumes were real. They're wearing those costumes, whereas Mm -hmm. like – Robert Downey Jr. is his... his uh, He's Iron only put on CGI'd. an Iron
2: Man suit like once or twice throughout the entire 10-year process. Yeah, maybe like,
4: the upper torso is mo- most,
3: Well, yeah. there
2: f- are behind-the-scenes shots of him on Iron Man 2 wearing it. Yeah. So.
3: And there was a, a time where there, there was somebody else who was wearing the suit when the mask was closed and mm-hmm. the, the helmet was closed because, you know, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he doesn't have right. to do it. But now the suit's CGI'd. Why? Well, the technology is there and it looks amazing, but there's still a difference in the way that shot. Sure, it's going to look different, and I think that's a big reason.
2: I think another Did you get that feeling. Yeah, I think another reason is because it's kid led, and I go back and I watch movies from the '80s and '90s that were kid led. Things true. like yeah. The Goonies and Big, and uh, just about any of the sports movies in the '90s. Uh, you know, Mighty Ducks quack, and quack. The Big uh, Green. There's not those movies nowadays. I'm an adult. I have a different perspective now, and I don't usually see a ton of kids' movies that aren't, you know, animated. But there's just not that many. I think I would. The Dora the Explorer movie, I've seen the previews twice. It looks like a fun movie. It doesn't look like something I want to see, but it looks like it's fun. Sure, It'd I look-
4: can see kids enjoying
2: it. Exactly. It's it's 10 years old,
3: right? But like the Adams Family is a good example. Ra- they want to make a new Adams Family movie, but rather than make a new live-action Addams Family movie for kids, what are they doing? It's going to be like animated or claymation. The trailer just dropped. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It's an animated movie. And it looks cool, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But you could have made a live action one for kids, like we had. You know, there
2: are a ton of actors out there that would love to play Morticia and Gomez. Like you could build the whole family pretty easily.
3: Oscar Isaacs is Gomez. I'm not sure he couldn't play it. Shirley Sarin
2: is a Morticia. She oh, okay. could have done that,
3: right? Like, there's no reason those two could not have done a live action version. When when they originally cast him, I assumed it was live action because they cast him. And How perfect it is, yeah. yeah. So I think you're right. I think they just don't make live action kids
5: movies much anymore.
2: I think that's a shame because none of us are above it. We would go see them if they appealed to us.
5: Yeah. Well,
4: obviously, mm-hmm. this one, I, I got that nostalgia feeling like yeah. I was a kid again in a lot of ways, so that was something really special. Um, there are a couple scenes that we haven't talked yeah, about. Yeah, we, know we should talk about the, the finale
1: more. for uh, sure. If
4: not the finale is where it wasn't where I was going yet, we definitely need to talk about well, that. Well, yeah, we do. I was thinking about the office, the scene in the office or the meeting room, the boardroom. Oh, oh, man, what, so what, what, what Where you see
2: all scene. the ra- uh, the sins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so
4: right, right away savannah comes in and throws the dude out of the building right his away. brother yeah right away that's like I mean that's the start to how that scene goes right uh and then you know this the sins start coming out and talk about the uh, that's for me the darkest scene in the movie uh they incredibly the guy gets his head bit off yeah literally. that's more than we got in venom no
3: I, I think it is the darkest scene in the movie I mean the a human being grabs another human being and throws him out of a high, of a high rise in front of know?
2: witnesses like right. i was immediately brought back to dogma it reminded me oh, yeah. of the scene where loki uh, Matt Damon's character just murders everybody at yeah. the boardroom. That was an R-rated movie, and they still don't show everything. They still pan out outside of it and go back to it later. It was still R-rated.
3: Well, I think that was a language thing in Dogma. There's a lot of there R-rated. is
2: an entire character made out of shit yeah, too. So, so. I, think, I
3: think that had a lot to do with it. But in this this scene, like yeah, there's not really any blood, and that's how they can probably keep the PG-13 rating. Um, but you know. Savannah doesn't really use any mystical superpowers to kill his brother other than maybe some strength. Yeah. Right. So like but it, a normal human could have done
4: that
5: like yeah maybe not
3: quite as far but but it's an intense scene that's a very like real scene and his dad's there you find out his dad's been crippled where you know or maybe we because were of the wreck. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we, we
2: guess that he was going to be incapacitated but we didn't know how. Or or dead. Or, I yeah. thought he was
3: dead to be honest. Yeah. I assumed his brother was leading the company but when you see him you know, disabled in the wheelchair like that makes that you know more intense because that means he's had to grow up with him yeah. grow up with a father who already didn't like him i'm sure this clearly and blames this
4: accident on him exactly
3: yeah you know so like that makes that really real And then you have all these other people in the boardroom who we don't know who might be good people might be bad people they're board members so take that for what it's worth you know and they're not gonna make it either that poor yeah. like security guard on the outside of that room oh my god
2: i wish savannah would have told him to leave so that way you could have seen a little bit of like humanity that he has a target but i don't think he needed humanity. No. Like, i don't think he did he's... either it just makes things deeper for me they like... tried
4: to tried to make him sympathetic and they did to an extent i mean like you said you could identify with the fact that he's been getting blamed his whole life for his dad's uh yep. Uh, condition and Mm -hmm. things like that and being compared to his brother and so the fact that he just goes in there and starts killing everybody I think is okay like it yeah. might have been better the other way i don't really know i don't I think don't it would have was... been
2: better i think it would have added just a slight bit of depth if like this one security guard he told him to get out or something like yeah. you know it, it would not have made it better but
4: how cool were the sins the cg on them was very very good very good yeah. my
2: my issue is i couldn't really tell them apart there was yeah. a few that made sense to me you know the wings guy was obviously pride and the, gluttony that one was yeah. pretty obvious so there there was just a few that i couldn't really tell apart like i had no idea which one was love like, yeah, I expected uh, to see one in
3: a bikini or something I, actually yeah, thought, right? I assumed it was the one with the multiple hands like hand being No, that hands-y. was Greed That was Greed, that yeah, makes, more yeah. Yeah. Greed makes more sense yeah. Greed right, makes
2: more sense Because uh, Savannah actually addresses him by name Like, right. uh, By You're the right. end of the movie I know who Envy is too Because he wow. gets addressed by name as well yeah. So those are the only two I'm like 100% positive about I just think that they could have Designed them a bit better I think they To maybe separate just, it out see,
4: I don't know if it's a, such a problem with the design Or you just really don't get to like inspect them that much. They're That's all the true same too. color. Like they're all the same yeah. smoke material or whatever. That could have so been better. Just, like, getting pan shots of all these. So it's, and it's kind of hard to tell the difference between all of them, especially in that scene. It's a, yeah. It's, in the end, you get better looks at them, but yeah, uh, I'm realizing
3: I keep saying Savannah's like, yeah, it's Savannah, it's from, Savannah. Blizzard, from Blizzard. There's yeah. a S- Savannah, yeah. uh, but
4: uh I noticed yeah. that earlier, but I wasn't going to call I
2: you out. I keep
3: screwing
4: out. it up. Yeah, you you
3: Savannah, like, yourself out. Yeah. Uh, the
2: only reason why I didn't, Is because every time you've used it has been in a possessive way, so it makes sense to put the apostrophe S. So that's, like, you've actually been saying it correctly, but in your...
3: I've been saying an I, though, instead of an A, like Sivanis. So So this entire time,
2: I've pronounced it Silvana.
3: Silvana. And
2: I didn't know that... Exactly. I had to see it, so...
3: It's all good um no but I, I i thought the seven deadly sins looked really cool i
4: i would have liked to I have didn't seen know more. that they were gonna go there in this movie i had suspicions because like in the second trailer they released and when it showed savannah walking into the um rock of eternity is that what yeah it's called? um you could see all the statues whole, right. but then when you saw billy batson and his scene from the first trailer all the statues were broken. oh good i i didn't notice so, that uh
3: If that was a Marvel
4: trailer, they would have looked the same in both shots. (laughs) 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 Or everybody would have analyzed it so much that that wouldn't have been a surprise at all. True. Um, There was some foreshadowing, too, when Savannah was in there with the eye. I thought that was really cool, really well done when he went to go look and touch the orb or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it it was just on the one eye. It was was reflected in the one eye, yeah. That was was a good touch. Mm -hmm. That was very nice. But we should probably talk about the ending.
2: Yes, we need to talk about the finale with all the kids getting the
3: powers. For those who listen to the show... I really didn't think they were going to do this. I really didn't. You didn't think they were going to do the Shazam family. It's not that I didn't want to believe it. I just was surprised. And now maybe the uh, the super suit budget makes more sense because they had to make six of them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe that's why the budget was so high for the super suits. But I loved it. It was so great. It was so much fun. The I actors that got
2: it. to play the adult versions are so amazing. They were so good. Well, it's
4: something that's kind of under – I don't think people have appreciated about this ending is uh, – So, you know, we had our first black-led superhero movie, mm-hmm. with Black Panther. We had our first female-led uh, super movie, superhero movie with Wonder Woman and then uh, Captain Marvel and Marvel. Um, but in this, you get um, – a boy that's crippled that gets to become a superhero. You get an overweight uh, Hispanic boy. You get a he's black apparently girl. gay too. Uh, that, yeah, there was some debate to that. You get a black woman. You get a white woman. Um, uh, an Asian, get, an, an Asian, Asian man. guy. Yeah.
3: So you, I mean, you, who makes one of the best jokes in the movie? By the way, Hadoken. That yeah. joke, that Street Fighter joke. Oh hit my god, me so hard. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: the fact that they still retain their personalities was. So great! Freddie gives his bullies wedgies as he rescues him. Darla asks Santa for stuff. Like it was so good.
4: Yeah, Darla was, I think, the breakout for me. Like of she all was the kids, so she was adorable. adorable as a kid, and then as an as a as a superhero, you know, she was she was great. Yeah. She so was a joy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think and her suit was really cool. She got a little bit of a different suit than the guys got. Obviously mm-hmm. both the women did, but uh I liked all of the suits so much. They all looked so
3: distinct yet together and I just just by changing the color on most of them yeah I'm gonna be
2: very unhappy if we never see them again like I I really want to it's a tough thing
3: though now because there's six of them so it's kind of it's it's the Avengers problem of well in the next movie why wouldn't they all help each other out you have to come up with a story reason well they can
2: easily write Mary off because she's
5: hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
2: Stop it! I mean, no, no. She later. might decide to go somewhere closer and stay in town, yeah. and blah blah blah. So I get Mary that.
4: was actually my one of my big complaints about the end, right? Because so if you didn't pick up on it or you're not familiar with Captain Marvel lore, each one of the kids basically gets one of the letters. Yeah. So right, right. Uh, You know, Darla was the speed, mm-hmm. right? And but Mary is the wisdom of Solomon, and there's not a great way to show that. And no. so she basically doesn't do anything in the entire ending part other than, like, flip one guy. Yeah, well, like, looked
2: great. I, I thought they were going to have different powers, but they ended up all having oh. the same in the end. So They, they
3: did focus on, like... She, Darla. Darla got the speed they focused yeah, and on and that Freddy, and Freddie got the flying yeah. um, but I mean they could all kind of fly
2: and then yeah uh, they uh, all Pedro ended up flying and yeah. a few others like did the speed thing like they sure they sh- but I mean they focused on that yeah
3: exactly I, I'm not sure how they're handling because they're also like you know there's seven seats for the wizards right. but there's only six of them yeah you know so who's the seventh one going to be
2: me yeah. No, it it's supposed to be for Jamon Hunso. He comes back from dust the
3: wizard, but he is Shazam. So do you have two Shazams then? Yes, you
2: have two. Come on. No, they're
3: just going to start calling him Captain uh, Sparkle but, Fingers. But my point sequel. is though, since since the the rest of the family oh, Captain each Thundercrack. each one of them is supposed to get a letter, there sh- there should be one more letter. Somebody didn't get a letter. Like I mean there I mean there is an extra letter that They're going a to buy
2: attached. one from Pat Sajak. yeah, I mean, they're
4: going to put an so. exclamation point. I think it'd be super cool if it was the dad.
2: Aww.
4: Okay, so the parents were actually really great. They were, they great, were
1: yeah. pretty They were wonderful. likable. I
4: was worried that they weren't going to be likable, but they were, and they were wonderful. Um, yeah. Freddie were... as a superhero was great. Yeah. It was just what I wanted. Um, I don't know that actor. Adam Brody. I didn't even recognize
3: so him.
2: So he's from the OC. That's how he got his start, which was which California, <laughs> Dawson's Creek, and- um he's done a few other like small movies but they did a
4: really good job like if the toys hadn't come out and they hadn't said that it was new based on the new 52 there's no way i would have guessed they would have the whole shazam family in it they, like yeah. they did yeah. a really good job of keeping the casting hidden mm-hmm. for the adults and you know not really showing anything about that in the trailers which was great and it's kind of refreshing
3: well and it's, it's so late in the movie that you know, I really thought I was like, well, it's just going to be you know a collection of toys that are fun collectibles, but aren't in the
4: movie, like Lex and his mech suit. And then or he whatever. grabs the staff and spins around, and you're like, I'm like oh, oh boy!
3: And then they're like Billy, and I laughed so <laughs> oh, yeah, hard; that was it was so funny. good.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: um, the the humor in the movie I really felt was spot on.
4: Yeah, there weren't really any jokes that didn't land. It came I think, off very natural. There was like the Game of Thrones joke from Freddie. I was like, there's no kid that's going to be this quick witted. Uh, and it well, was kind of spoiling the trailer. I felt I the think same way the in the problem. trailer, but uh, over overall, every I would say every Zachary Levi joke for sure hit. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, he's great.
3: I've I've been watching him since Chuck. And if you have never watched Chuck, watch it for him. I really
4: hope this is a breakout for him so. and kind of makes people realize what he's capable of. Because I was yeah. unfamiliar. I started watching Chuck because he recommended it to me and because he was cast. And yeah, he's wonderful. He's a true treasure. Every interview, he was so grateful to the people, even though he was getting the exact same questions over and over again. He's an amazing guy. He's yeah. super freaking
3: talented. Yeah,
2: follow him on Twitter. As of recently, he's been talking a lot about mental health because Shazam kind of brought out some... Um, Uh, depression issues of his own and so he connected with kids obviously going through the same thing and he's been really good about promoting you know good mental health among kids and i thought that was great like he's just a really good person
3: on you know earlier on we saw you know he and uh, brie larson were you know going back and forth in very positive ways about their captain marvels and The fact that they both have a good sense of humor about it and they're lighthearted about it is I, I think is only good. Yeah. You know, for all of the stuff. So And
2: honestly, neither movie steps on the other one's toes. They're so completely different. Like they they can exist in the same world, guys. It's yeah. fine.
3: It's all good. It's all if good. If
2: Shazam existed in the MCU, he would fit, and if Captain Marvel existed in the DCEU, she would fit. Like, okay, it's... this brings
4: me up to a couple questions. Sure. For you guys, Let's go for it. it. This is one I talked about with some other friends that had seen it. Sure, sure, um, sure. Where would you rank this if you were going to rank? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming it's going to be in the top three in the DC EU. I mean, so of course that so that's BVS, uh, Man of
3: Steel, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Suicide Squad. Sh- Suicide Squad, and Shazam. Yeah, those movies. Yeah,
4: number two under wonder woman i think so yeah same see that, those those two that's where i get tough get, get stuck up because yes i agree that those are the top two but they're so hard to compare the two of those. i know
1: because
2: the one cgi like a- is better in shazam and the villain the is better, better. yeah
3: I think the thing is I, I think Wonder Woman overall is probably a better like cinematic film I think
4: it's because it was a period piece and I
3: think that's the thing like, World War 2 movies like, World they, they get One. World, One, War I, War, the World War 1 sorry War, the big World War movies tend to get this extra push because you know those are the ones that always win the editing awards and, and stuff you like felt the, more inspired
4: like, yeah. I felt more inspired coming in right. out of Wonder Woman than I did Shazam but
3: if they're both sitting in front of me and it's a lazy Sunday afternoon you're gonna I, pick Shazam I think I'm probably gonna pick Shazam because it's just a fun for me. I honestly
2: over. like I wanna do a DC marathon where i watch wonder woman aquaman and shazam man of steel. i might throw in I man like of steel man it's steel not a bad steel. movie it's just when i compare man of steel now to these three movies i'm gonna smile and enjoy myself a lot more through those three it's than true. i am man of steel It man of steel when compared it's bland it's sepia toned and
3: it's a bummer
2: It's a bummer. Like, there's
3: some beautiful stuff in there. Henry Cavill's wonderful. The score is wonderful. Like,
2: they. All four have really scene. great superhero moments, yeah. you know, Wonder Woman on the battlefield for the first time in No Man's Land. It was insane. Billy Batson jumping off that roof and yelling Shazam and then going straight <laughs> into it. That was incredible. That
4: scene, yeah. Was for me, the top two.
2: Yeah. But so Superman good. out in
4: the Arctic or wherever
3: that yeah.
1: was. Right? Like
4: that was day. flight. I mean, Zack like The stuff around Superman him starts shaking.
2: Was, yeah. Oh,
1: so so beautiful.
3: It's got some redeeming qualities. It really does. And I can't like I can't understate the score is really fantastic, but it's a downer of a movie. It's a bummer of a film. And that's, I think, most people's problems with the DCEU and Superman up until this point is that it's it's just kind of a man of
2: steel and Batman versus Superman are bummer films. You leave heavy hearted. Justice League and Suicide Squads are hot messes with <laughs> very few redeeming points in it. So y- you have these three, sorry guys, you have these three movies that just you know leave inspired and fun, and you had a good time. So I, there's a reason why the last three movies have been way more enjoyable.
3: We forgot a really. No, there's still scenes we haven't talked about. Don't no, we, right? I was thinking the news. We forgot to oh. talk about Suicide Squad news.
4: Yeah, who cares? It's it's confusing as hell.
3: The Suicide so.
2: Squad 2 news we'll address next week if there's been more of it, All but, right. you know. So...
4: You don't, we don't have to get super in depth of this, but where would you put it in the Marvel? Like if this was a Marvel movie, would would you rank it more than higher than like 75% of the Marvel movies or like 50% of the Marvel I, movies?
2: I actually think it's pretty comparable to Ant-Man minus the fact that this villain's better. So it might be right around my... um. would it Ant- be top 10. Ant-Man I think Probably. is in my top 10, I think it's lower half. So yeah, I think it would be lower half of the top 10.
3: It, yeah, the villain, Savannah and Mark Mark Strong, it's just, it's really good, and that's something a lot of the MCU movies have missed
2: on, is a good
3: villain. It does
2: fit in with the fact that the, you know, the villain and the superhero have almost the exact same power set, so that's mm-hmm. a very Marvel trope. <laughs> oh, they they're do. manifested
3: in much different they're ways. They're pretty different yeah. powers. Cause they
2: look different, they appear different on screen, so it's not like Ant-Man and Yellow Jacket, or Iron Man and Iron Monger, or Whiplash, or, you know, I... I get that, but the power set is still the exact same. The weaknesses are still the exact same. No, they're not. Yeah, they are.
3: No, because Savannah's weakness is just removing the seven deadly sins from his body. That's, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a very specific. I meant more like
2: body weaknesses. They both have the power to like make each other bleed and stuff. I'm so sorry okay. that I forgot the do sex Machina no, for like, you.
3: What I meant was, I, I really feel like even though they both got their powers in the same cave, they're just, they're pretty different powers. I mean, because... Otherwise, like, are all the X Men the same then? Because it's a, a lot of them are, man. Well, that's not you what
2: put Gene Gray up against Emma Frost, that's and it's a tie, I mean. unless Phoenix is Savior. involved.
3: Sure, but Wolverine and Storm, okay? Like, that's kind of more what I was about. Well, talking I just want
2: about. them to have sex. Okay,
4: Fine. moving on. <laughs> we're getting a little crazy here. Probably, but, I think it would be, definitely
3: be in my top 10.
4: Okay. Um, so we're getting along on time, but there yeah. are a few more scenes I think we should talk about. First okay. of all,. The scene where we get the big cameo. its silly. It's you unnecessary. Didn't like it? I thought it was
3: totally unnecessary.
1: See,
3: I, I liked it. I'm glad that they did the scene. So Shazam shows up at school for the lunch. I felt like that was important. But having Superman show up.
4: But it, they meant that was foreshadowed earlier in the movie, too. It's, I know. I know Superman it was, was going
3: to bring Zert. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And that was a joke. And it was cute. And I think if they hadn't had him in that scene, nobody would have even really thought about it but because you like it's so obvious that they're trying not to show who the actor is and the suit doesn't quite look right
2: it looked like, pretty cheap
3: like it just didn't fit I was upset it, it doesn't have a sepia filter it, so it's well, <laughs> it didn't look the same
2: it looks like the ruby's costume it did not it was, look that it was, it was a
3: little shiny the guy's clearly not as big as Cavill and they're clearly like there's it's so purposeful not to show his face that like that's that all that does is show me that Warner Brothers has no freaking clue what they're doing with Superman.
4: Well, but it's what's funny, and I'm a fan of Man of Steel, so take that for what it's worth. But this Superman was more of a Superman, like comic book Superman, than he ever was in, in two Man seconds. of Steel yeah. or Justice League. Uh, well, yeah. there was the phone scene in Justice League okay. that's a little, well, maybe, t- yeah, I did t- like totally wise, sure. right? Uh, but I th- like just him, the act of him going through this to help this kid that's handicapped uh you yeah. know and bullied, you know, I spoke a lot and I thought it was good for the character. And also in the comic books they have such a great relationship that I really
3: want to see. If they had been able to have an actor who and they could have shown him in a real shot, like a normal scene, I'm sure I would have loved it. Yeah. But it it felt so forced like I don't, I don't know how that was pitched. Like, hey, we want to have Superman in here. All right, well, we don't know who's going to play Superman, so we can't really show him. We go, well, what if we don't show his face? Like, why not just what, get like, from behind? Like, why didn't they just shoot a
4: dude from behind?
2: Well, why wouldn't you just get Mamawa or Gal?
4: Because it's, I, I think, totally Superman, that's pretty different. Yeah, Superman is such a. I don't know they're very similar characters Super, Superman and
3: Shazam have a thing like they you know it's like a mentor type of thing. And also have, but, like idolizes Superman. I, and, but
2: that could have been changed knowing what cameo you're doing like he could have easily been like man Wonder Woman's so gorgeous and she's so inspiring. I like I that too. Yeah.
3: I think they could have done it smoother and had it look less obvious if they had started like maybe started at his feet and you see the red boots and as you pan up. Or give us a little man of steel theme you, before you maybe do you could have even done the classic theme. Yeah. I don't care right but do some cool Superman music you start with his boots you pan up and before you get to his face he turns away from you so you see the cape in the back of his head and it looks like an actual human being that looks a little bit better
2: than just chest right like you could even
3: you could have had Cavill do it pay him 30 grand for the scene and if he's not Superman later it doesn't matter you know but this way like it was so weird it was See, I didn't,
4: I don't know. It fit for me, but okay. yeah, I mean, there were parts that like the costume was obviously different. I did not think it looked like a Ruby's costume, <laughs> but it was a little harsh. <laughs> um, I, it did look different and that was noticeable. And it obviously was not as, it was not Henry Cavill and that, so that, but the spirit of it is what I appreciated of it and the thought that they were trying, what they fair. were trying to do. Um, it and doesn't so, help that like
3: Cavill is, is so in shape when he plays Superman that he looks the part so well that when you do a front on look, like very few guys look like that. Yeah. But yeah. he does. But he does. <laughs> and so we haven't
4: also talked about the after credit scenes at all. The yes. mid credit and after credit. So then in, in the middle credit, you forget Mr. Mind. No.
2: Yes, in the form of a, the caterpillar, caterpillar which, which was shown at the beginning of the movie. Yeah.
4: And you were kind of like, "This is going to come back" because they're obviously putting focus. <laughs> but at on the those. same
2: time, by the end of the movie, I had I forgot all about that stupid Saturday, caterpillar, I, and I was like, "Oh, program. okay." Yeah.
4: But then you see, well, yeah, you see him in there. But then you see the broken one later yeah show it both times so yeah. you're kind of like the movie critic and you was like huh i wonder if that's gonna pay off at some point and then it doesn't until the mid-credit scene
3: well when i saw it broken i had that thought yeah. and by the time that scene happened i had forgotten all about it mm-hmm. so it but then you were like <laughs> okay i, like, oh, oh, I remember yeah, now. that guy yeah that guy. <laughs> it's that
2: guy mr mind
3: yeah you know the famous mr mind
2: <laughs> but uh, he's kind of a random villain and he is—he's
4: in charge of a group. But what's the name of the? It's like the group, something of the beasts or something I, like that. Had, it's a yeah. bunch of animals. Hang on, I had to actually look it up because I couldn't. Because the, the door that they opened with the alligators behind the door yeah. is also a reference to that same group because those alligators are part of that group. Yeah,
2: I know exactly I what you're talking the name about. It—it's. It's so random. The monster society society. of evil.
3: The monster society of
4: evil.
2: Yes.
3: Like, come on, guys. That's
4: perfect, though.
3: Meanwhile,
2: at the
4: Legion of Doom. To suit the tone of that movie, though, how perfect is that, right? I know. You have a
3: caterpillar with a voice box, right? So it's already pretty ridiculous. The thing is, like, when when Marvel did the Thanos look and it was just, you know, Brolin smirking.
2: It wasn't that. Yeah, that wasn't Brolin. Brolin wasn't well, yeah, was cast right. yeah, until sorry. it looks uh, a lot like Brolin Age now. of Ultron.
3: Well, anyway, that scene, you know which one I'm talking about, right? When that one happened, there were still plenty of people who didn't know who that was. Yeah, nobody like <laughs> nobody. Very few this. even know Mr. Mind, let
4: alone the uh, Legion of Evil beasts, or whatever you just said it was. Monster, but, society, yeah, of monster of evil. society of Evil. Um, <laughs> So then you get, at, at the very end, you get the Aquaman scene, which I'm guessing they filmed later after Aquaman was successful. Really yeah. successful. It was so great. I mean, it was so basic. Like It seemed like they definitely filmed it later, but I loved it. Telepathic, that, right? connection very, yeah. telepathic connection to the oh, fish. They were testing his telepathic connection
1: Oh, right. Yeah. The fish thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. It was clearly, It's like, hello. Uh, sorry.
3: <laughs> I completely forgot. I, I couldn't remember that scene at all.
4: It was great. But Thanks. it definitely seemed like they just kind of tacked this on there once once Aquaman did I well.
2: actually like I felt like it was part of the outtakes and they were trying all of the powers yeah. and, you know, and they I'm just went with, that, with that. Yeah. That
3: seems incredibly likely. Right. right. They did a bunch of those scenes with different powers. Only some of them made it in the movie. Makes yeah. Sense. yeah. But I loved
1: it. Yeah, I would have
2: great. loved to see like him pick up a bow and arrow and him just like break it. Like it just falls apart because he yeah, has no great. sensitivity training. Speaking of it being like
3: <laughs> be okay like that. outtakes that they, that you know, from, from other tries and stuff like that. I kind of miss when movies would put outtakes in the credits. This would have been... A good or just candy, unused right? stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like this would have been but a really good movie You can't really do that,
4: that when they, when they show uh, after-credit scenes that are supposed to be part of the movie I because know. it ruins it. Yeah. It's tough, right? But you, hopefully on the Blu-ray, you'll get some extra scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. I
2: actually tend to find the Avengers blooper reel so boring because it's such a dramatic film that when they like mess up a line or something and they're just like... Blah blah blah, blah 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 and they start cracking up. It's because they were just crying like 30 yeah. seconds ago. Of course, that's hilarious, but you know I don't find it that funny. Although like, I
4: did like it when like Chris Hemsworth is like dropping his hammer <laughs> over and times. over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was there was good stuff. I, like, Sir, it's made out of
2: plastic. You've I'm got fine this. With
4: them not including it in the movie, as long yeah. as it's on the. Because I I am a bat, behind the scenes guy. You are too. Yeah. I know you really appreciate that. So if it's on the DVD or if I can find it on YouTube afterwards then I'm fine with it. It doesn't have to be a part of the credits, but um, yeah, I I do wish more of the superhero movies would show the bloopers and stuff because I imagine people look ridiculous in those, you know, you see like the behind the scenes of Flash and uh, Supergirl TV shows where Flash is literally standing there, like doing circles with his arms <laughs> without any CG, it looks ridiculous. Um, you know, stuff like that. I love, well,
3: I especially would- like that. some of the bigger Marvel movies where it's mostly CGI. Like, there could be some pretty funny moments yeah, with that exactly. type of stuff. You well, know?
2: I would love to see like Mark Ruffalo and Josh Rowland in their mocap diapers, and you know, just like <laughs> or even like Batista <clears throat> like petting uh,
4: petting Sean Gunn's yeah, 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 like yeah. that. That was great. No,
2: petting Sean Gunn's head. That's yeah. what he was doing right, not Rocket. <laughs> see right. i like that scene in the new uh avengers trailer that they dropped where nebula is just kind of holding rocket's hand i want to see that i right. want to see that without cgi
3: that's like they can have some fun with it like it doesn't always have to be super serious and so i thought that this would have been a good opportunity for that yeah. but any other final thoughts no, on i Shazelle? think i was pretty much yeah i think we're good
2: uh letter grade ryan yeah.
4: Ah oh, man. I, I mean, I feel like if I'm grading it against Marvel movies, it drops. But if I'm just taking it on its own, it was probably an A-minus or a B-plus for me. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with a B-plus. I'm going to give it an A-minus. Yeah, yeah, it was, was a fun was movie, super fun.
4: Didn't bump it up to an A for you. I mean,
3: it's got a couple of issues here and there. It's not a perfect film, and I think that it, I think it's still fair to compare it to everything else in the genre and other movies that are made. Just context is important. This is a movie that had a ninety million dollar budget with a relatively no-name cast. That's similar to Ant Man and Captain
2: Marvel's starting budget. Of course, she ended up getting sixty sure, million more for reshoots. Brie Reese Larson, shoots.
3: who's an Oscar winner, and Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson, Sure, and, sure you yeah. know uh, Clark Gregg, who everybody knows. And so, like it had, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who's just phenomenal recently, like you they, that
2: <laughs> you had that qualifier on there recently. No, no, <laughs> like, no like, he's done some huge stuff, like no, his, of I'm Star sorry. Wars.
3: Like, like in the last few years, he's done some really big stuff. So, like that movie had a lot more behind it from a, a star power standpoint. You know, Shazam had Zachary Levi and Mark Strong.
4: Yeah. It's true. Ward Strong was probably the biggest name in there.
3: Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's no offense to anybody that's in there. I thought they were all wonderful, but that does change who comes to the box office. How many people went to see Captain Marvel because you wanted to see a young Samuel L. Jackson? I'm sure there are people out there. Yeah. You know, Um, so, you know, context is important, but yeah, A minus.
2: I think that's great. Okay, so that kind of wraps us up. You can check each of us out online, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Buster Props for Ryan, yep. at The Star Trek Dude for Derek, and at Siren Ray for me. We are uh, at Heroes Podcast on most of the internet. HeroesPodcast.com leads you to all of our links. Our specific show is at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. You can follow us there for specific movie news. And don't uh, hesitate to check out the other shows on the network, including Kaiju Curry House, the very new one that uh, dropped this morning. So check that out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Please do. And uh, don't forget to join us live Tuesday nights, twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts.
2: I never do it right. He always has to add something, right? I just plug in live. Join us live. live.
3: What are we doing next week?
2: We are reviewing Hellboy. Go see that this weekend like us and join us on Tuesday. Good night, everybody.